Welcome to Intimacy Play, a podcast by Pleasy Play. We host open discussions with world-leading experts on couples, sex, and intimacy, so you can build a more exciting, fun, and intimate relationship. I'm your host, Michaela Silva. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm joined in this episode by Taylor Ryan. She's a successful content creator on OnlyFans and founder of the SX Creators, a video-based mentoring service that provides you with all the knowledge you need to create a successful and sustainable adult platform. Welcome, Taylor. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So before we even start understanding a little bit more about you and what you do, can you tell me how you started, you know, SX Creators and what drove you into this industry? Absolutely. So the reason why I started SX Creators is because when I first started about four years ago on OnlyFans, I realized that there was no support. There was no guidance. No one knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> and you just kind of got to this point where it's like, I I need to help people. And I had a one-on-one mentoring service going on. And a lot of people started to become quite interested in that. And I couldn't help everyone because it was too much work there was too many people it was something that was I really struggled to keep up with but I knew that these people needed the help and I knew that I had the knowledge to do that um so it kind of sparked in my head it was like well there is one way that I could help everyone create an online course which is accessible for everybody um so that's kind of where SX started and then the mission statement and everything that SX is about is just grown and grown and there's there's more and more purpose every single day for the company. Let me just clarify for, for everybody that doesn't know what SX is. Yeah. So SX is not a platform where you share content, but it's a platform where you learn how to create content. Yeah. And it's not even just learning how to create content. SX Creators is, is, is to teach you the fundamentals of what it takes to be a creator. Because it's so easy for people to just say, oh, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. That's great. That's amazing. It's empowering. I'm glad that people want to do that. But let's teach you how to do that and what it actually takes to do that. You don't just take a picture and post it. You don't just take a picture and sell it. You need to learn how to run and own a business. That's how you'll be successful. But people don't know that. So it's, it's teaching creators the fundamental basics which in turn will teach people on the outside world that don't do this in the industry, what actually is included and how much work actually goes into being a creator. I think that's very well explained because I I, I believe that a lot of people assume that being a, a content creator is just creating content. But then exactly. when I was looking into the course that you have, you include sections about accounting, about yes. marketing, about um logistics and you know basic fundamentals of running a business like you were saying and that's really yeah. very enlightening I would say for most people yeah because like you mentioned that about accounting like people forget that it is a job it is a job and what do you have to do with jobs you have to tax yourself you if you are self-employed you have to pay tax and people forget that content creators have to pay tax because it's a real job. Um, so we have partnered with a um, tax accountancy firm called Nefos, and they basically do all of all of my taxes. They do all of SX taxes, and they will do any creators' taxes because there's not that many people out there that will do create a tax because there's such a stigma behind it still um but they've come on board basically and they do the videos for us so 
when it comes to accounting and tax advice, it's not coming from me. It's not coming from just my experience. It's coming from professionals. So it's really important to to kind of let people know that it's it's a big it's actually a big organization. It's a big deal. Um, and SX is it's, it's not here to just teach you how to post a picture. It's it's to teach you how to be safe running a business and not get caught out. Because like I say, if people forget that it is a real job and they don't do their taxes, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna sting them in the future. And I do think it's so important because not only do people forget, but it also makes the the job a legitimate business, right? It's not just mm. about it, posting pictures like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. And when you said about the marketing and the personal logistics, so with the marketing, they could have the best OnlyFans account. It could literally be incredible. Like you subscribe and you're like, wow, this is everything I've ever wanted out of porn and nudes and sex. But if no one knows about your platform, it it doesn't matter. So that's why we teach the marketing side of it. And the personal logistics, people forget about how their families will react and how their friends will react. And we basically just teach people, and this is from my own personal opinions and my own experiences, but we teach people how to deal with that and how to bring up the conversations and what you should listen to and what you shouldn't listen to. But again, people forget that this is all part of the job because of the stigma around the industry. Oh, I hadn't realized what personal information you were talking about it makes total sense you know how to talk to family and friends about it mm-hmm. yeah and talking about that how did you initially get into creating adult content on OnlyFans? so <laughs> basically i when i was 18 years old i was actually planning on going into the army um and i wanted to be a dog handler i have always always wanted to be a dog handler um but then around the same time I started realizing how much I loved taking pictures, how much I loved being in front of the camera and behind the camera. And then the two kind of clashed in a way um, because you can't do both. Um, so I'm cutting a very long story short when I, when I say this, but like one thing led to another and I started realizing that I was taking more time to do content creation and build up my um, Instagram platform over training for the army and training for my fitness in the army and then because I had to make a decision because I couldn't go in the army and be a creator because they don't allow that um I I started to realize you know what I need to put my time into one thing and it's very clear what my what my favorite thing is so I started glamour modeling when I was 18 years old and it just kind of one thing led to another over time and then when I was 20 that's when I started um, being a OnlyFans content creator. So yeah, almost four years ago. <laughs> Very interesting journey that you went through. You know, it's so different it what you wanted in the beginning and where you've come to. Yeah, it's it, that was a very like long story short, but like there's, it's just, if I go like really into it, it's like, wow, this is, this is a lot of information. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where I I knew that I liked performing. I've always like been a dancer. I've always loved singing, and I know they're not the same thing, but they are performing. And I I, I knew that I loved doing that. So this is just a different part of performing, and it makes me feel very sexy, very confident. And what was the process of actually deciding to be in the in the sex industry? And I apologize if that's not a correct term, but no, 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 that's that's completely fine. Um, I think I'm not very good at letting people tell me what to do. And I'm not very good at letting people tell me what 
the norm is. Um, I, I don't appreciate when people say you shouldn't do that. You cannot do that. And then I just think to myself, <laughs> I probably can do that. And now I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I think in like a, a spiteful kind of positive turn, that's probably what got me to be like, actually, I'm going to do that instead. <laughs> I like that. I feel exactly the same. If somebody <laughs> tells me you can't do it, I'm like, I think I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> That's the only motivation I needed. <laughs> exactly. I hope my mom's not listening to this because she'll say, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was the process of actually building a brand and an audience on OnlyFans? And how has that changed over time? Yeah, so when I first started, of course, no one knew uh, what OnlyFans was. Um, and I had about a thousand followers on Instagram, so... I, there wasn't like a, a massive audience for me to be able to promote to. Um, what I did was is that I started learning algorithms with Instagram. Um, I started to learn what social media platforms allow you to post what, and I started putting my time and my efforts into them. I researched hashtags and how to actually use the platforms to get your page out there. And over time, my page started growing. And because I was I'm not going to say one of the only people, but because there was a very few creators, my page stood out quite a lot because I was posting sexual content, but obviously within reason because Instagram is <laughs> a massive bellend when it comes to what you can and can't post. Um, and yeah, I suppose over time people were starting to be like, oh, what is OnlyFans? And oh, why is she posting like that? Mm, I kind of like it. Of course, I'm talking specifically about men it was starting to become one of these things where it's like, this is a creator that I can actually speak to personally and they're creating sex content. Um, so yeah, I suppose it was a combination of being one of the only people at the time that was doing it and being able to understand and learn my audience. That's a, again, it's, it's all about business. It's all about business. Um, but over time, Instagram has got a lot more uh, sensory when it comes to what you can and can't post because posting a bikini picture is almost detrimental to your page um and tiktok is i found found to be one of the best platforms to use for organic reach because now you can post videos and they can go viral and you could literally just be there shaking your tits a little bit again the sensory it is incredible for tiktok like they will ban you for pretty much anything um but it is a very very good platform to use to funnel customers from tiktok to your instagram to the link in your bio to your only fans so yeah over time it's it's just been a case of figuring out your audience learning the softwares and using it to the best of your ability oh, well wow. you were talking about you know censorship on on social media and actually our account please the pleasy play account was blocked on instagram Thank and we you. had absolutely no nudity, nothing. So it's not like, yeah, you were, you know, infringing a little bit on the rules. Mm. No. And we don't have, we don't know why we had to create a new one. So it's awesome. Very happy about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I can't believe how against sex workers the social media world is. Um, I mean, TikTok, no, not TikTok, Twitter is incredible. Twitter is incredible for creators who can actually post their content. Like that's the best place other than places like, you know, Telegram and Reddit. But Twitter, the more known one, the one that everyone uses, that's basically the only place now where you can post your your stuff without getting censored. 
Um, so yeah, I don't have an answer as to why Instagram are doing that, especially to your page. But as soon as you mention the word sex, it's like, what? Excuse me. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's like, where where are people going to learn about it? Because they go on Pornhub and they think that's what that's what you do. They think that is what sex is, but it's not. Thank it's, you. It's, it's companies like Pleasy Play. It's it's literally it's companies that want you to have a, a sexual and intimate connection with your partner, not deep throating you and double penetration. That's not that's not sex. That's yes. putting on a show. <laughs> and thank you for saying that because it's it's so hard. And I wish we could talk talk to you know people that are within the social media industry. But why do you ban people that are talking about content? They're explaining that sex is not just penis and vagina, that it's a lot more, that it's about intimacy and connections, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. it's sad. It and thinking about content as well, do you think OnlyFans is just about you know, nudity and showing off attributes or is it a lot more than that? And you can also talk about intimacy and wellness uh, within yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, I think OnlyFans is so much more than just posting pictures and posting sex creation content it's it's about having connections with fans it's about because creators aren't just content creators they are therapists they are friends they are so much more i have people that come over to my page because they don't feel safe having a fetish unless they come over to someone that they can trust. And I'm one of those people. And then they can explore their fetish and they can explore what they like in a judgment-free zone. So it's more than just pictures. It's more than just videos. It really is a platform for people to just be them freaky selves. And like I say about the therapist, like some people don't want to talk to their friends. They, they don't want to talk to their family members if they're feeling sad or low. I get customers that come to me and we just chat. I just make them feel better. We just we just have these conversations that they don't feel that they can have with anyone else. So yeah, OnlyFans is so much more than surface level. It can be almost like a form of therapy. It is. Like it really is. Like some days I really do feel like I'm people's therapist and I don't mind. Like that's what I love so much about the job is that I'm able to make someone feel safe and secure on my page that they can talk to me about anything they need to. That's very interesting. Mm. Um, you know, talking about being a therapist. I've shared this with uh, one or two people, but I haven't really shared this on the podcast. Uh, the other day, my regular delivery guy comes comes to my office to deliver some products. And he was like, you know, what do you do for a living? And I was explaining what I do with Pleasy Play. And this is, let's say, a six-year-old man. Mm. He was so excited about it. And the next 30 minutes, he's like, you have time, right? Because I do. Well, this is what's going on with me. My wife doesn't touch me. We're in different rooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before, I couldn't see a gay man. Now, the other day, I actually went to a bar. And there was, I was talking to a beautiful woman, the most beautiful woman I've seen in my life. Then she invited me over. I was super happy. I was almost at her apartment. And all of a sudden, she turns to me and says, you know, I'm a guy, right? I'm a transvestite. It's like, oh, oh well, what the hell? Let's go, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I felt so much like a therapist at that moment. Yeah, because people want to come like honestly, I don't think there's a better person to speak to than someone in the sex industry. Because straight away people just let their guard down. It's like, oh, you do sex creation or you sell sex products. It's well, this is my situation at home. It's like what how do you feel that comfortable around me? But 
that is literally that's part of the industry and that's what i want people to know is that it's so much more than just the surface level of what we do and sell your story there perfect example he literally confided in you about his actual marriage his wife sleeping in the other room like that's a big deal and that's from you selling sex products and intimacy packages and that's just from that it's incredible it is it felt very i would say a little bit weird because i wasn't expecting it but it felt also very heartwarming to be able to help this person and i actually ended up offering him two products saying you know try this try to, to do this with her maybe this will help you know regain your intimacy and he was so happy, you know, leaving my office with those products. That's I so could cool. feel, you know, how how heartwarming he felt because somebody actually listened to him. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Honestly, that's a perfect example of what the industry is. It's so much more. Exactly. And I want to talk a little bit about content. And because we do talk about relationships and about partners, do you create your own content? Does somebody assist you? Do you have a partner assist you with your content? Yeah, so I do have a partner. Um, but I do a lot of the content by myself because obviously I've always done that. Like I've always created my own content. I've never needed help with anyone doing it with me or for me other than, you know, my sister or my friend taking a picture of me in the car or something like that's as far as it goes with people helping me. Um, but no, my, my partner does get involved in my content and we do boy girl content together, um, which is I, I love it. I absolutely love that. <laughs> How different does it feel to do content with him? So the, specifically thinking, you know, that you do content, is it like more of a performance when you're doing content with him? Or do you feel that you're sharing like an intimate moment uh, of your life with your uh, fans? It's a hundred percent work. Like I, we, we have a very strict kind of rule about doing content together if we're recording content for my only fans that's for my only fans it's it's a show it's a performance it's like how good this angle looks and what do you think the fans are going to think about this there is there is no like intimacy but of course there is because he's my partner and we're having sex or we're doing sexual things but it is all work because i think a very very important thing for people to know is you need to have that intimate time with your partner away from a camera where you're going to be selling that content because the lines can get very, very easily blurred. And then you start losing interest in having sex with your partner because you're doing it for work all the time. And then you start thinking to yourselves and it starts to ingrain in your relationship. Are we having sex because we have to, or are we having sex because we want to? Interesting. And do you think that if you share like a more personal aspect of that of course if you wanted to that your fans would be more interested on or is it because you don't want to share that intimate part well the thing is the fans don't necessarily know the difference because the performance is intimate for them but on a personal level for my relationship it's not so the fans are getting the intimacy they are getting the sex the love the the foreplay they're they're getting all of that but they don't know you know, well, I wet myself now, but, but they don't know that that is work for me and my partner. That is very interesting because I understand that, that, you know, work is work. And if it's sex or if it's something else, it's still work. It still feels like you are reaching a goal, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're creating a product. Like when you're filming, you're creating a product, you're going to be selling that you're going to be editing it and selling it. You're not thinking in that moment, like, oh, I love you so much. This is literally the 
best sex we've ever had. It's cool. I'm going to really fucking be able to sell this. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, it's a business. Yes, exactly. It's a product. (laughs) Exactly. And how, what advice do you have for people that uh, either film with your partner or might have an interest of filming with their partner? Yeah, I would definitely suggest communicating first. Like like I said about us having our intimate time and us having our work time, um, I would definitely set boundaries. What are you comfortable having in the shots? What is he comfortable having in the shots? What are you comfortable talking about and actually doing instead of filming it, doing it, and then them feeling violated and then feeling, you know, oh, actually, I I don't necessarily feel that comfortable with that. You don't want to turn sex into a conversation that makes you both feel uncomfortable. You want it to be a very, very open situation. And the first thing you have to do is communicate what that is. And have you had a partner in the past that wasn't accepting of your um, sex work? Um, No, because I never let someone into my life like that if they don't accept it in the first place. Like I, I never let myself get there. Um, and there's always warning signs. It's always, oh, I, oh, you're doing that. Or no, I'm not helping you with content. Or no, don't do content while I'm in the house. That type of stuff. You've got to look out for that type of stuff because that means they do not support you and they are uncomfortable with what you do. And if you continue a relationship with them in turn, that's going to be a, a problem. It is going to be a, a negatively impacted problem in your relationship. I love how you answer that. So you don't even put yourself in a position where you allow yourself to be uncomfortable or to have a partner that's uncomfortable with what you do, right? Exactly. There's there's no point. If, if this is what you want to do, if this is the career that you want to go down, why would you let a single person stop you from doing that? And that's not just partners. That's parents. That's friends. It's, you know, distant relatives. It's It's anyone that could have an impact in your life, but you want to do this. It's, it's, you've got to differentiate the difference between the socialization idealization that people shouldn't do this job you have to take yourself out of that and think for yourself and if that means pissing people some some people off including partners well (laughs) you've got to be selfish in life if you want to if that's what you want to do but again this is only if that's what you want to do you've got to do you right Exactly. You've got to do you. (laughs) And I'm sure you're going to have so many interesting tips for us. What would you suggest to spice up a a relationship? (laughs) So. (laughs) I I love your laughter. It's so good. (laughs) I don't know whether this is like fully legal, (laughs) but if you're like at events together, like try and like sneak off for a little mm. bit and have some time to yourself. This doesn't have to be intercourse. This doesn't even have to be foreplay. But just having like a, a sexual connection in a place that you shouldn't necessarily have it, um, I always find that really helps spice up a relationship. Or you being on one side of the room and then being on the other and you both having this sexual social cue with each other. It's just only you two know what that means. You're giving each other that look. If you kind of have that you'll be looking at each other at an event no one knows what the fuck you're doing but you're looking at each other like i'm gonna absolutely fuck your brains out when we get home like you're so done (laughs) that's such a hot tip oh i love it oh it's it's yeah it's a a good one it's a very good one i i do very much enjoy it whenever i go to an event i'm literally just like yep this is happening (laughs) can't wait for my sexual cue (laughs) 
I have a friend, uh, she usually tells me that when they go to an event, he usually texts her saying, you know, go to the bathroom, take off your knickers and give them to me. I just find that really hot. So fucking sexy. And no one knows. That's the, that is the best part about it is that no one knows you're doing it. I feel like when the secret's out and people know you're doing it, it takes away the intimacy part and it just becomes a kind of like naughty little funny moment for everyone involved. But no one should be involved other than you two. And that's one of my top tips. But also sex play and sex games. You can get them like quite cheap on the internet and they don't have to be anything um expensive or confusing it can just be rolling a dice that has lick me and then bum and then you know that you're gonna have to do something in that area it's so easy but it really does spice up the relationship we can help we can help with the box and the challenges by the way exactly there you go you've literally you guys have got it i'm coming up with the ideas of what i do you guys have the product (laughs) exactly we need to we need to talk about this (laughs) we do private conversation and the podcast (laughs) (laughs) okay bye guys everybody (laughs) what do you think about using sex toys in the bedroom and using it for content so is there a difference between these two and how do you feel about it i think a lot of creators will agree with me that there is a difference um i do not use the toys that i use in my private relationship that i do with my content i have my personal toys that i use with my partner and that will be our fun time this is our favorite wand this is our favorite butt plug like this is what we use because that's our time together and then you have separate toys where it's this is what's going to be easy for content this is how i'm going to be able to like stick on the wall bounce on a dildo you don't necessarily have to do that with your partner unless you're into it so you do have different toys for different situations and yeah i think a lot of creators will agree that it's not the same but you still use it in your personal time. So it's interesting that you still think that even for your personal time, it spices things up and it makes it even more sexy. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of couples um, have a problem with using toys in their relationship. All girls, all guys want to, but they don't want to um, emasculate their partner, especially men. Obviously, I'm talking from my own experience. Um, and I think that's something that really needs to be spoken about and it needs to be a lot less taboo bringing toys into a relationship and into your sex life is life-changing like I didn't do it with my my past partners because they were the emasculated type they wouldn't want to have the toys which is fine and and I was fine with that at that time but now I've brought them into the relationship that I have now wow it's fucking (laughs) life-changing Like it really spices things up and not even just spices things up as in like not being vanilla anymore. It just brings you closer together. It gives you much better orgasms. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I love how you brought the subject up because I was having this conversation yesterday on on an Instagram live with, with Habib. And some men do feel emasculated about this, about the sex toys. Do you have comments from fans? Um, and this is like directed more to the male fans that tell you that they don't want to see a sex toy or when they're seeing content, they like seeing a sex toy, but they don't like to use it in their personal life. So I think with my fans, the the feedback that I've got is a lot of them love the boy girl content. So there isn't any toys involved and it is just penis um, because obviously when they're watching it, they're imagining something else. They're not imagining him, they're imagining me and them. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of them do actually prefer to not have the toys. 
But then again, it's probably like a 60-40 split because I've also had feedback where it's, oh, I, I don't want to actually see the penis. Like I thoroughly enjoy watching you play. I thoroughly enjoy watching you with toys. I would love to see that in person. I would love to be doing that to you. Like, so it is, it is quite a, probably a 60-40 split. But to answer your question, I think majority of people do prefer to not have the toys. So again, I, I don't know if that's down to emasculation or or what, but yeah, I, I strongly suggest using them. <laughs> it just makes me a little bit sad because, you know, when I started using toys with, with my partner, it really made a difference. And this is not a substitute element. This is an accessory, right? Ex- exactly. I think that is the perfect way that you could have said that. It really isn't to um, replace them. It's not to make them feel inadequate. It really is just to help. It's just to to make it even better because there's only so much a penis can do and there's only so much a tongue and fingers can do and you can't use your penis and your tongue at the same time. So get a wand and your penis. You have the perfect recipe for an amazing orgasm. But again, I think exactly what you said, people don't see it as an accessory. Well, let's hope we're changing somebody's minds. And people are yeah. now Google searching for something or for on Pleasy Play. Yeah, Pleasy Play, I've got up. you absolutely covered. <laughs> I've seen the boxes. <laughs> I know, they're amazing, especially because they're personalized to you. Yeah, I love and, that part. And to what you want. Mm. I was thinking a little bit about, about what you do. And do you feel comfortable when people say, you know, I wish I was there with you. I wish I was your partner and not the person that you have on your content. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Or does that even make you feel good because you're achieving the goal of making somebody happy? Yeah, I think so. There's there's quite um, there's two answers to this. The first like answer is directly to your question, which is no, it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable that they wish it was them. That's the whole point of them being on the page. They want to see my content. They want to see me. So why wouldn't they want to be here? It would be very odd for me to be uncomfortable with the fact that they're imagining me with them. What I don't like is when people say, oh, are you available to meet? Will you meet me? How much is it to meet? I'm an online creator. I love the idea of escorting and I have friends who are escorts and I love that for them. I think that's incredible. That isn't my job title and that isn't what I personally do. So that does bother me because you're you're subscribing online. You're subscribing online for a reason because there is no option to be able to meet me. So yeah, I I think to answer your question, no, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, but asking to meet does. I think there's a fine line that a lot of people don't respect because they think that, you know, sex work can be everything, but Mm -hmm. it still, it has boundaries, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you wouldn't get a chef to clean the kitchen. You have a exactly. KP for that. You have a cleaner for that. You, you, the chef doesn't do that part. But because it's the sex industry, people don't respect those boundaries. What has been like the most uncomfortable moment that you have experienced, you know, with your journey with OnlyFans or with SX creators? Um, I think with OnlyFans is sexual assault and sexual harassment in the workplace when I used to have a job while I was doing it. Um, I think. Oh, wow. That was my most uncomfortable situation because I was a van driver 
And um, my manager basically did not know the boundary because I'm a sex worker as well. So (laughs) why couldn't he say these things? Why couldn't he touch me? Why couldn't he do this? So I think, yeah, OnlyFans has brought quite a lot of uncomfort in my personal life. Um, But I am fully self-employed now and have been for almost two years. So that doesn't happen as much. Um, But I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because that would be an absolute ludicrous lie. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine the um, nude and uh, selfie selfie pictures selfie. that you receive. And I'm just calling oh, them selfies, but oh, that I really received. Selfies. Yes. Oh, yeah, the unsolicited ones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, I don't mind if they tip me because if you pay me to view this picture and you pay me to rate it, I offer that. I love that. That's great you have to ask me first before you do. And if you don't tip me and you haven't asked and you just send it, that's not okay. That is absolutely not okay. You've subscribed to my page. You have paid to see me naked. I have not paid to see you naked. And I have not okayed that either. (laughs) Yeah, I think, again, that's another boundary that just gets crossed. People just assume I can send an unsolicited pic. Why, Why wouldn't I be able to? I'm subscribed to you. That's the point. You'll subscribe to me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's a one-way stream. Yeah, that is is it. (laughs) The money came to me. I did not pay you. (laughs) Would you change your profession right now? Is there anything else that you would want to do that maybe would bring a little bit more ease to your personal life? Or you're absolutely happy with what uh, you, you produce? I think successful people and people that aim to be successful are never complacent in what they do and will never stop at a goal that there is no end goal for me because if I work so hard to get to a certain point why would I stop why don't I keep on working harder for the next point if you find a big mountain and you climb to the top find a bigger mountain and climb to the top of that one where do the goals end They're, they're endless and I think successful people have that mindset where there isn't like a, oh, I'm, I'm completely happy. I, I don't think, for me personally, I don't think I will be. I think I'll be happy when I'm retired and I've done, you know, all of the, the main goals that I want to retrieve, um, achieve, which are changing the way that the industry is looked at. It's being able to give all of the advice, the guidance, the help and the support to every creator out there that wants to either be a creator or currently is and doesn't know how to get to the next step in their journey. I think once I've accomplished them, I won't be completely satisfied, but I'll be happy. Um, But I don't want to change industry when that happens. I want to grow in the industry, maybe be a sex therapist or something similar. But yeah, to answer your question, no, I I wouldn't change the industry. I fucking love it. (laughs) You're such an inspiration because when you look at, what you've done in so little time. I mean, you were running already a successful business on OnlyFans and you were growing and you, you could have just, you know, air quotes, just kept doing that. But mm. you created as creators, um, as sex creators. So you created a way for people to be successful with you and to help them. And to be honest, I think the price that you charge is very fair. I can't Thank say you. it's cheap or expensive. I think it's fair. I think that's the yeah. word. Because you provide so much yeah, for the amount that you're charging. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the thing is, I wanted 
SX to be accessible and affordable to everyone, which is why I've got the three month payments option as well. So it's not just one big chunk if someone can't afford it. But in the same breath, how do you expect someone to teach you everything they know about the industry inside and out on a platform for free? I, you I don't. Do not, you wouldn't expect a lawyer to do it. You, you get half an hour with your lawyer of free time until you've got to start, they start charging per hour or you've got a PT. PTs do not learn the skill and then teach you for free. So I think I, I, I set the price at as affordable as I possibly could make it for customers, but also fair enough that I can sustain the company and I can keep the company going and grow the company to help more and more people because that's the end goal. But if I sell a product and I don't make any money from it, how am I supposed to help more people? Exactly. And that's, that's I think, what everybody should understand. It's value for money. Yeah. And it's a business okay. and you have to be feel comfortable with what you're providing and what you're getting, right? Yeah. And do you yeah, think that okay. SX can be for other types of content uh, providers or just related to the sex tech industry? So... It's funny you say that, actually, because what we teach on SX Creators, although my niche is OnlyFans, if you were to just ignore the fact that I'm talking about the sex industry and I'm talking about OnlyFans or any other adult platform, you could actually put all of the skills and the things that I teach into running any business. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, what we're teaching is how to run a business. It just so happens that my niche is in the sex industry. Because that's what I thought when I was looking at the program. I was like, maybe I could benefit from this. You know, a lot no. of things that I was learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it really is. It's it's so versatile. Like, you could really implement pretty much anything that I teach. Just forget that I'm talking about the sex industry. That's it. It's, it you're, you're learning how to sell a product. And just FYI, if you want to learn more about this, you can find everything on sxcreators.com. You can see the full program, what's included. And I can tell you that it's a really good value for money because I've seen the program. Thank you so much. (laughs) Taylor, something that we love to ask our guests, and this is more related to intimacy. How do you keep your relationship open, exciting and intimate? And I think this is a particularly special question for you, you know, given that you have exposure. Yes. Yeah. I think the way that I keep my relationship intimate and exciting is for one, I don't post him on social media. I don't feel any need to post him on social media. And he feels exactly the same way. I like the fact that I've got an online sex persona. I like that. He likes that. It's it's a place where people think that they're going to be able to get me and have me and have a chance with me, but they never will. And my secret, which isn't a secret because I don't I don't say I don't have a partner, is that they never will be able to have me and he does have me. So I think a a big tip is to just a personal life and a private life is a happy, happy life. That's my first tip, all that. And that's always how it's been in my relationship and it works very well for us. Obviously, there are going to be some relationships where that doesn't work. I think that's down to jealousy and insecurity. You need to, if you're going to be in this industry and you're going to have a partner, that insecurity is going to have to be spoken about. It's going to have to be out in the open. It's going to have to, at some point, be worked on and gradually go because 
if you're going to be in this industry and you're going to be insecure or jealous, it's, it will not work. It just will not work. That is my personal opinion on this. I, it's happened before. It's something that is not worked for me. It's not worked for quite a few of my creator friends. And yeah, a massive tip is to work on that insecurity. Mm, I love your tips. Where can everybody learn more about you, your content? Where can they find you on social media? Oh, they can go on to my Instagram, which is underscore life of Taylor. Um, you've also got my Twitter where I'm actually able to post a lot more saucy content. Um, so you can get a little taste for what I actually uh, put on my OnlyFans. Um, and that is Tay Ryan official. Um, and then of course, you've also got my OnlyFans, which is onlyfans.com forward slash Taylor Ryan, which you can find in the links in my bio. Sounds lovely, Taylor. And I absolutely love your voice. Thank you so much oh, for being you. with us. Oh, oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. And please do follow Taylor if you want to see more content about sex content, about how to create sex content, because she is not just a creator. She's a businesswoman. And I think that's what really makes you even more interesting. Thank you. I Yeah, that's so lovely to hear. <laughs> I'm just like smiling. That That's just lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I wish we had video right on, on the podcast. I know you'd, you'd see a massive grin. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. And that was Intimacy Play. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about Pleasy and how we can take your relationship to the next level, visit pleasyplay.com. Then also make sure to search for Intimacy Play in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Pleasy, thank you for listening.